Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. Today I wanted to talk to you about how cases get settled, like what the kind of mechanics are of case settlements. So there are a couple different ways. The first one is if your case is has not been filed in court, so we kind of say if your case is not in suit, um, if you haven't filed it as a lawsuit yet, and you're just it's just a claim, then really the the primary way the cases are settled is between the lawyer and the insurance claim representative. So you know after you've been treating for three months or six months or however long it takes to really get better or get to a point where everyone understands what your injuries are, I'll collect your medical records and send them to the claim rep with a letter that I call a demand letter. It's confidential, and it's just between, essentially, me and the insurance company claim rep, and we see if we can find out, you know, what the insurance company is looking to settle your case at and what I'm looking to settle your case at and see if there's a a common ground there. A lot of times, you know, I'll make an offer that's higher than I expect the case to settle at, and the insurance company will lowball, And eventually, after a few conversations back and forth, we'll get to a point where, you know, either we can settle the case or we can't. And then, you know, you're at your kind of final decision point. So, you know, what determines the value is just kind of my experience as a lawyer. And on the other side, it's how the insurance company values the case. And, you know, whether I'm right or they're right doesn't really matter. It's just whether the case can come to a valuation that both sides are okay with. So let's say we come to the number, and the number is $20,000 for a settlement. I'm not allowed to settle a case without your agreement and permission. So, you know, what that means is that, you know, every offer that the insurance company makes, within reason, has to be, you know, brought to you you approve it or reject it, and then I turn around and make a counter offer or accept their offer or whatever it is, okay? So that's part one. So then, you know, if your case is settled pre-suit, then you, excuse me, then you would sign some paperwork and, you know, essentially you'll get a check within, you know, usually 30 days unless there are hiccups with liens or this or that. What are the other ways cases are settled? All right, so you go into suit, you file your lawsuit because you and the insurance company can't work out, um, you know, an acceptable number pre-suit. You know, let's say I'm at $200,000 and they're at $20,000. Okay, fine. We're not going to meet in the middle. End of story. So you file your case, you first serve the complaint, do your discovery, do all this stuff, and then discovery ends and everyone's had their deposition taken and, you know, your lawyer says to you, okay, well, what do you want to do? And you say to your lawyer, well, I don't know. What, do you, <laughs> what should we do? So, essentially, the lawyer has to kind of figure out from you and from um, their own analysis whether this is a case that, you know, needs to be tried, has to be tried, will be tried, or not. Or is it a case that can be worked out where both sides want to settle the case? So there are a couple ways that cases get settled before trial. One is just lawyer-to-lawyer negotiation. So that means I call up the other lawyer, we have some back-and-forth discussions, and we generally, you know, may not settle the case right away, but we come to an understanding that, you know, the case is worth, 
250 or it's worth I say it's worth 400 they say it's worth 175 okay and then there's some more discussions just by phone or by email between the lawyers over you know what we think the you know case could settle for and then there's some more you know kind of negotiations based on what the client wants and what the lawyers think the case can settle for that's one way another more kind of productive way is often me talking to the claim rep after the case has finished discovery but before trial and that's something I do regularly depending on you know what how the insurance company wants to handle it the other ways are mediation and arbitration so mediation is we call it non-binding what that means is that you know you can go to mediation with a professional mediator who you're paying you know two or three grand to each side So someone's getting paid five or six grand to kind of help the parties come to a settlement. That's their whole job is to get the case settled. What that means is that they need to be good as a mediator in, you know, kind of bringing the best offer from the insurance company and bringing the plaintiff's view of the case down to a reasonable number and trying to get the parties to move closer together. And it's a little bit of like kind of shuttle diplomacy. Back in the days when I grew up, there was shuttle diplomacy in Northern Ireland negotiations, in the uh, Israeli PLO negotiations. So, you know, basically the mediator comes to me and the client, and then he goes back to the other side, and then there's sort of back and forth, back and forth. So mediation, you know, either side, so both sides like mediation because it's kind of a way to find the price points or at least to find out what the ballpark looks like if i'm at 400 and the other side's at 175 we probably don't need to go to mediation if i'm at 600 and the other side's at zero we probably do need to go to mediation so at least at mediation you may find out over the course of a half a day and for two or three or four grand you may find out that the other side thinks the case is worth 200 and whereas you started at 600 so maybe you know, they're at 200 now where they were at zero previously, and you're at 400 now where you were at 600 previously. So now the sides know that somewhere between 200 and 400, the case can settle. That may be helpful information for you. It may be, you know, a disappointment to your client, or maybe, you know, good news for you, or maybe good news for your client. Who knows? The insurance company may be happy that their case is going to settle for something less than $600,000. I don't know. So, but mediation... You know, both sides like it because it's kind of a price-finding process, but also because it's non-binding, meaning the person, the mediator, is not acting as a judge in any capacity. So you can still go to trial, you can still go to an arbitration, but the mediator is just trying to get the case settled. He's not kind of passing judgment, and nothing really formally happens if there's no settlement. So what does that mean? That means... I walk out of mediations all the time. The insurance company often won't walk out, but they'll say, look, I just don't think we can resolve this. Um, You know, the interesting thing about mediations is that, and this is like a subtle point, but settlement negotiations are, you know, by procedural rule, um, confidential. So you can't stand up in court in front of a jury and say, they offered $200,000 on this case because... The goal is to promote settlement, and settlement is, you know, better achieved by basically, you know, 
being candid with the other side or, or somewhat forthright. So we don't want you to say, you know, stuff in court that was meant to be in confidence. And we want you to get cases resolved as kind of the purpose of the civil system. We try and avoid trials except for those cases that have to get tried. And then the final, you know, way to get cases settled is what's called a, a binding arbitration. And that is a mini trial, but it has a lot of um, advantages and disadvantages. The mini trial system, um, I think, is you know more popular now than it was a year ago because we're kind of in the dark about whether you know we're going to have trials anytime soon. So this is kind of a way to have a trial. But essentially, the format is both sides present a truncated shortened case to a mediator. The mediator renders a decision, and it's like having a final jury verdict. You know, the the nice thing for all sides is that it gets finality and resolution, and you can move on. The not-so-nice thing is that, you know, the character, the persona of the arbitrator matters. Um, and the other thing is that oftentimes, like, you don't really, you're not going to kind of swing for the fences in an arbitration because you're just not going to get that. You're not going to get a runaway jury and you're not going to get a crazy zero result most likely. And the reason why you have those protections in is that usually the parties will agree beforehand on what we call a high-low agreement so that both sides have some protection from, you know, a huge decision or, or verdict and both sides have protection for a zero verdict or a defense verdict. So, That's about it for today. This podcast is produced and paid for by my law firm, New Earth Law Office, and King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. I'm a Philadelphia suburban area uh, personal injury lawyer with most of my cases in Philadelphia County, and my job is to hold people accountable for their negligence. Take care. Have a great day. (laughs) 